grab your Bibles and open them to 2 Corinthians 12. And I'll read you my text. 2 Corinthians 12. Um, I'm in verse 9. 2 Corinthians 12, 9. <clears throat> My grace is sufficient for you. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God, it it stands forever. Hey guys, I know that I have just done something that um, I discourage you from ever doing. Uh, Not only have I ripped a verse Uh, out of its context. What I also then did, adding to my crime, I took only six words out of one verse. Um, Don't do this at home. (laughs) I'm a paid professional. Uh, um, I, I, I do understand that these six words are in a context and the context, as you probably already know, is, uh, is about Paul wrestling with his, this, the famous thorn in his flesh, maybe you've heard, it was some kind of physical malady, some kind of uh, something wrong with him, and, and really, really nobody knows what was the matter with Paul physically, but he asked God to remove it on uh, three separate occasions, and God refused to do so. And on the last of those occasions, uh, God says to Paul, uh, that's enough. My grace is sufficient for you. Now, I understand that's where it's found. But it seems to me, and I think you'll agree, that those words are so profound, so rich, that they have a far broader application than just helping me deal with my own physical maladies. There's rich truth in those six words beyond um, helping me cope with the deterioration of my flesh. My grace is sufficient for you. Now, as most of you know, um, we have for some time now been kind of fixated on the Lord, on Passover. Um, we have spent the last 14, you know, we have the Lord's Supper around here once a month. And for the last 14 uh, Lord's Suppers, Sundays, I have preached from Exodus chapter 12. In fact, I don't even call it sermon. I call them meditations. The, the meditation uh, concerning the Lord's Supper has been drawn from Exodus chapter 12 concerning the Passover. Because, ladies and gentlemen, there is such a distinct connection between the Passover of um, Exodus chapter 12 and the Lord's Supper that you and I are about to participate in. Um, all of Christianity recognizes that connection. The connection between this and the Passover. And there's all kinds of levels of connection. But the, not the, I mean, the least of which, I guess, is that it was at a Passover meal where Jesus instituted this sacrament that we're about to uh, enjoy. 
Uh, that's said in Matthew, it's said in Mark, it's said in Luke. That he had gathered, you know, that upper room experience, he had gathered the 12 for a Passover meal. And at that meal, that Passover meal, he gave us this, this Lord's Supper. Just recently, I learned something new about the Passover that I had never heard before. Um, I learned it from my Jewish cardiologist, who I love. Um, and I don't really remember how we got onto the subject. But he, um, uh, here we were, I mean, because when I'm in there, I'm normally talking spiritual things with him besides, you know, my uh, uh, silly heart. Um, but um, uh, he said, have you ever heard of Dayenu? Have you ever heard of that? Dayenu. And by the way, I'm pronouncing it correctly. I, have you ever heard of Dayenu? I hadn't either. So I left there um, thinking, I'm going to look this up. So I did. And, and uh, you can look it up too. I mean, all you got to do is, uh, is Google it. It's D-A-Y-E-N-U. And it's pronounced Dayenu. And it's a song. Um, it's a long song. It's, um, it's a song whose author is unknown. Um, it's, it's earliest usage was about a thousand years ago. It's, um, it consists of 15 verses and the, the, the verses are broken up into three different sections, five verses concerning God's deliverance of Israel from Egypt, five verses dedicated to miracles that God had wrought to Egypt or in Egypt or no, no, in Israel. And then and then five verses, the, the last section, uh, is about um, uh, just living with God. And uh, as I said, 15 stanzas. And after, the, the last word of every stanza is the word dienu. They sing, in fact, you can listen to it. I, I listened to it yesterday. Uh, it's kind of a folkish kind of thing. And, but, it, but it's a song that is sung in in. in, in Passover. Um, every verse, all 15 of them, mentions a different thing that God had done for Israel. And they're, they're celebrating uh, God's great goodness to Israel. And every verse has got a different little specific. Um, they mention, of course, deliverance from Egypt. Another stanza uh, celebrates the, the parting of the Red Sea. In fact, the word in Dayenu is splitting the Red Sea. And then, it, and then it, another verse talks about um, um, how he provided for us so well for 40 years. And then another verse talks about manna. And another verse talks about Sinai, the Ten Commandments. And then and another verse uh, talks about the land, the great land that, that God had given them. Another verse talks about Torah. And another verse um, talks about the temple. And, and, and each verse, they're celebrating some great thing that God had done for Israel. And when the stanza is completed, they, all, they, they, they end the same way. Every stanza, Dayenu. Um, that's the song that is sung at 
at a Jewish Passover. And, and essentially, it's a song about being grateful to God for all that he's done uh, for Israel. You know, I, when I was studying this, I, I, I thought this was kind of funny. Um, uh, it is said that in, when Jews in Iran and Afghanistan... Now, there ain't too many of those folks over there, uh, but when they're, when they're in, when uh, the Jews, when they meet for the Passover in, um, in Afghanistan and, and Iran, when they're singing this song, um, they hit each other, they beat each other over the head with green onions, starting only at verse nine. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot of getting whipped with a green onion, you know? Um, <clears throat> and so at, <clears throat> at starting at verse nine, Every time they say Dayenu, they, they, they hit each other with these green onions. And, um, and people have wondered, what are y'all doing? And nobody really knows, but th- th- this was the suggestion. that These are two verses found in Numbers 11. It says, we remember the fish we ate in, the, in Egypt that, that cost nothing, the cucumbers, the melons, the leeks, the onions, and the garlic. But now our strength is dried up and there is nothing at all but this manna to look at. Um, the Hebrew of the, that first part of verse six, our strength is dried up, is now that our gullets have shriveled. <laughs> it's kind of crude. But, but what is suggested is, is that when they're beating each other with the green onions, it is that they are reminding each other to never again long for Egypt because God had delivered them from Egypt. Die knew. Um, some of you Garrison Keillor fans out there, uh, Prairie Home Companion, you know, Lake Wobegon, um, he has his pianist, Richard uh, Dworsky, play a version of Die knew every year at, at, at Passover. Now, I know you're all on the edge of your seats wondering, what does Dayenu mean? I wondered too. The Hebrew word die, it's spelled D-A-Y, means enough. And the enu is a suffix. It's a suffix on the word, the, 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 it's a first-person plural suffix, which means to us or for us. Literally, enough for us. Enough to us. And it's come to mean it would have been enough for us. It would have been sufficient. If you'd have split the Red Sea, but no, 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 you did more. It would have been enough for us had you provided for us for 40, uh, 40 uh, years, but no, 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 you did more. Dayenu. <coughs> it would have been enough if you'd given us the Ten Commandments, but no, 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 you gave us more. Dayenu. The song is a celebration of the sufficiency of God to Israel. And 15 times. They say, it's enough. It's enough. (laughs) 
and I want you to know that I disagree with Judaism. Because there was one more thing that God needed to provide. He needed to provide a savior from sin. He needed to provide a sacrifice for sin. And he did. And that's what this sacrament communicates. That everything that is needed for us has been provided in the person and the work of Jesus Christ. Dayenu! That everything that my sin required, every righteous standard that needed to be met but wasn't by me, was met by Christ. Dayenu! And so, ladies and gentlemen, here we are. The Christian church. And I'm inviting you to gather around this sacrament and sing Dayenu. Now, what you're singing is what God has provided for us in Christ as represented by these elements, it is enough. God's grace in Christ is enough. It's sufficient for me. So, that means don't add anything to it. Don't try to finish up the unfinished work of Christ by adding your baptism because his work is finished. It's enough. Everything that we need, my brother and sister in Christ, everything we need is represented in these two elements. Everything. And so while you participate, here's something that you might could say. Dayenu. Our Father, I, I, I do, along with so many others in this room, celebrate the fact that you have provided everything necessary that we ever needed. Uh, everything's here. Uh, we, need to, we need to offer nothing in addition. We need to do no correction or, or modification. Everything that's necessary for life and godliness is provided in the person and the work of Jesus Christ. Indeed, O oh God, your grace towards sinners is sufficient. It's enough. And so, Lord, while we're, um, while we're enjoying this 
these symbolic reminders, would you satisfy our souls all over again with the great work that Christ accomplished on our behalf? Do that, Father. Meet us here while we individually remember and perhaps even sing Dayenu. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.